0: Why hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now allow me to introduce you to your hosts, Max, Peter, and Jace. Here we go, episode number 16 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. And I would like to say to you guys before you get started, happy four month anniversary.
1: Thank you. Peter. Oh, happy four month anniversary. You keep track of that stuff, man. Good for you. Well,
0: 16 divided by divided four. four
1: ah, uh, see, give or take. equals oh. <laughs> four. You
0: can tell who's the accountant on this show and who's not, man. Oh, yeah. Whoever you may be, wherever you may be listening, that's Spotify, uh, Apple Pod. Give us a follow. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy. We have a great show coming for you today. We have our reports from around the realm section, boom, bust, of course. Uh, and then instead of our crystal ball section, because we are putting it out a day late and we do apologize for that. Our our schedule's kind of gotten in the way. We have a little Thursday night preview. By the time you're listening to this, uh, it'll probably be around Thursday, a couple hours before the game. And we're really excited about this Dallas New Orleans matchup. What do you guys think?
2: I'm like, I'm really excited to get Alvin Kamara back on the field. Hopefully, Mark Ingram, Taysom Hill, we'll get to see some of him. So I'm really, really excited. The whole Dallas receiving core should be good.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think it's going to be a step up from when Trevor Simeon was there. You know, hopefully we see uh, Taysom doing some rushing, getting that rushing baseline in fantasy, making some moves out there. So I don't know. Anything, I just want to see a step up from that Buffalo-New Orleans game that we saw on Thanksgiving because that was, that was terrible.
0: Yeah, that, that game made me feel like a turkey watching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get into the episode, and we have sponsor back again for another week, Game Day Liner. Spice up your tailgate this season with the original turf truck bed liner. Designed and crafted in the United States of America, baby. Perfect for tailgates, gyms, home offices, or anywhere you want to rep your favorite logo. Each product is pet party and waterproof visit gamedayliner.com use the code dynasty 21 all lowercase today to score 15% off your order again that's dynasty 21 all undercase at gamedayliner.com to get 15% off your very own custom turf truck bed liner before we get into reports guys i i wanted to mention something i saw today and i think this has the ability to break the league and break fantasy football I don't know if you saw the report about Cordero Patterson wanting to play safety. I did. No way. Third string safety Cordero Patterson. He is the emergency safety on the Falcons. Oh he scores God. a pick six in any game. I'm sorry. He's a first rounder in my eyes next year. No, dude, come on. he's the MVP of the league. If he scores a pick <laughs> six, oh my God. This
1: dude is, he does everything for them. Now he's going to start kicking for him next.
0: I want to see him lay someone out so bad. Oh, that would be hilarious. He lays him out, and then the next play runs like a 90-yard. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I want to see it. Let's go. He's the definition of, like, your grandfather's favorite player when he talks about, like, the good old days. Oh, the guys, they used to play on both sides of the ball. Jimmy <laughs> Brown was the best linebacker <laughs> and running back.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, man. All right. He's the definition of a Swiss Army knife, man. He
0: does everything. Really, and really quick, just a yes or no from you guys. Is he a – First round pick next year in your redraft leagues. Not dynasty leagues, just redraft leagues. Yes or no? Simple. No. Uh, I would say yes, depending on if things stay
1: the same there. If that offense looks
0: the same, yeah. I would say yes again. We're going to get into reports. And speaking about a guy who gets a lot of work, christian mccaffrey oh
2: my gosh just i, I gotta,
0: gotta keep going peter keep going he's gonna Thank be you. out for the season another year another christian mccaffrey uh it's like ultimate pleasure ultimate pain with him if anybody's seen hellraiser uh it's it's literally so sad uh Some weeks he he's the best player. And then the other weeks he is statistically the worst player sitting on your bench. (laughs) Uh, So what are we doing with Carolina's backfield moving forward in dynasty? Obviously this is two straight years with Christian McCaffrey missing a large chunk of time with injuries. His utilization rate is through the roof. Do we see a Joe Mixon esque resurgence from him next year in the backfields basically dead? Or do we think that this might be the beginning of the end for him?
2: I'll kick us off here. I have two points that I want to make really quickly here. But what he was able to do while playing this year, he still was the running back 25 in PPR while only playing in one, two, three, four, five games, really. If you count this past week, six. To finish, is the running back 25 still? I mean, like he put up crazy numbers. He barely, he only scored one touchdown all year, two touchdowns, one in the passing game. Uh, It just, it's very amazing. And I, I don't think he's falling off, but it just, it stinks when you invest. That's a high capital pick on him. Dalvin Cook has just got hurt. Saquon missed some time. Um, what other first round? Derrick Henry has been out for a while now. So those first round running backs have not paid their ROI, you know, Mr. Accountant mm-hmm. over
0: there. Oh, yeah, baby.
2: But real quick, just uh, you asked what I want to do with the Carolina offense and then Dynasty and for this year. Just I really –
0: backfield, man. Want,
2: I want no part of Chuba Hubbard, though. I mean, they're on a bye this week. And then they have Atlanta, who's a nice matchup. But then in the playoffs, he plays Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. That's probably three of the worst run defenses you could play against. And even when he plays, like, he gets, like, 65% of the snaps. He gets, like, 20 percent, rushing attempts. But he just doesn't do what Christian McCaffrey does. And then you have Cam Newton eating into the rushing work. I'll I'll say I'll pass.
1: Yeah, one more thing to add on top of that, too, like, in PPR leagues, Amir Abdullah was probably a really hot pickup um, in deeper leagues. And, you know, I think he's there to stay. They really like him in the receiving game and, you know, Chuba's just, he's not going to get that CMC role uh, where he's getting both the rushing and the receiving work. So Chuba, I, unless I'm desperate, I'm really not looking to start him. And, you know, in regards to CMC next year, you know, I think the good thing is he hasn't really had any like serious ACL tears or like, big things that require surgery. So long-term I I'm still holding out hope that, you know, he's going to be good. He's going to return on investment moving forward in dynasty, but you know, it, it it just really sucks to see this happen another year. And it definitely makes you worry.
0: Yeah. Well, we look at like players like Adrian Peterson, who was so great for so long and even pushing into his later years was still extremely fantasy relevant. And Mm -hmm. even if you played him when he was on the lines a couple of years ago, he was still relevant Uh, He was, he was a touchdown machine in the run zone, but it's hard with McCaffrey getting older. And obviously the biggest struggle with him is that he is one of one. He he Mm -hmm. really is. It's not like there's a one B out there that you can go and pick up in your draft instead of taking the risk. If me personally, uh, if I'm doing a dynasty startup next year, I have like a very high capital pick, let's say he gets picked within the first three, you know, and that's generous with people being scared. I would probably still take him, but I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor over him in dynasty drafts moving forward. And I feel like there's an argument to be made for Alvin because of his low touch, like the amount of like touches that he's had in his career. But I have no idea what to do with this backfield moving forward. The only thing that I can say is that Chuba? Chuba has not looked great, and mm-hmm. he is not the quote unquote answer. But he will be a starting running back the rest of the year, like in an in an offense. So he always has touchdown upside.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, and I like what Max brought up a lot too.
1: Cam Newton. You know, we're going to see if he's going to come back and start. I know he got benched for PJ Walker because he was just garbage out there. But you know, I don't know. They signed him their season. I don't know how much they got going for him. They'll probably roll with him. I think so he's even going to eat into some of those rushing attempts too, like Max said. So, I don't know. I just think the arrow's trending straight down for everybody over there.
2: DJ Moore figured out how to catch a 60-yard 60, sixty bomb, 60-yarder 60 this past week, and uh, I got to play against DJ Moore in a redraft and just so <laughs> happens to lost by six points, you know. So, DJ mm. Moore, to catch the ball, and <laughs> I get a win. Shout but, out DJ Moore. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Such is the
0: pain and uh, tragedy that the fantasy football gods bestow upon us, but yet all we can do is march forward, you know. That's correct. (laughs) That is correct. Uh, Speaking about the fantasy gods, you know, the pendulum swinging back the other way. Debo Samuel set to miss one to two weeks with a groin strain. I feel like we all know there's only one option there. Do you think that we can bank on Brandon Ayuk to figure it out? Mm.
2: Jace, I'll
1: let you kick us off for this one. Ayuk, um, like his – and we are talking about arrows and trending. His has been trending up for quite some time now. And, you know, some of that I think was due to Debo getting more involved in the rushing game. So he has, you know, some of those passes reserved for himself. Um, but now with Debo out, you know, I, I think this is his wide receiver core at this point. So, yeah, I think this is going to be uh, the second half resurgence from uh, Brandon Ayuk that we've all wanted. Um, Jimmy G looks pretty good out there. I think the biggest thing that I want to touch on though is Kittle's been very, uh, mediocre over the past few weeks. You know, I, I know he slipped in a touchdown two weeks ago, but I think he had one catch this past week. Um, I I think he's going to get some more receiving work, um, which I think he finally deserves. Um, they haven't done a great job getting the ball in his hands and we know what he can do. So, um, I think things are going really well for him with Debo missing time right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the arrow's been trending up for a couple weeks, and I think if you could have bought the dip, and especially in Dynasty, we would talk about buying the windows a lot. Um, his, I mean, he was probably going for a second-round pick and maybe a little change on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, no one wanted anything to do with him, and I think he's very talented. He was a first-round draft pick, obviously, for a reason. Um, he just he just had a rough patch, you know, and I think that if he can get it going, I don't know. Like, I feel like, what do you guys think if he can get it going – where does it, like, I know we're not going to talk about redraft too much, but, like, you look at guys that just, like, explode the second half of the year and then they get drafted really high, they don't perform. Would you guys feel comfortable? Like, let's say Brandon Ayuk puts up, like, 20 points a game. Would you feel comfortable taking him in, like, fourth round next year?
0: 20 points a game for the back half of the year? Yep. Yeah, of course. Like, that's simple. It's It's when the games are scattered that's the scariest thing. You want consistency and, you know, over a, what do we have, six weeks left? As scary as that is to say, six weeks of the NFL season. You know, if you scatter that over six games consecutively, I would 100% pick them in the fourth round. Yeah.
1: I mean, Debo coming back next season is always going to be scary, but I think we've seen this offense, you know, like Kittle, I was always worried about this being like a true three-headed monster like we've seen in Tampa and Cincinnati, but Kittle just, he's been run blocking for them a lot and they just want to run, run, run. So, you know, I think it's truly him and Debo that are competing for targets moving forward. And, you know, IUK with Debo, he's had all kinds of flashes. Week three put up 12 and a half, um, half point PPR points. Um, and week nine against Arizona, 15.7. The last two weeks um, he's combined for uh, 29 points. So, you know, he's, he's shown the upside. Now he's just got to show us the consistency. And hopefully over the next few weeks, towards the end of the season, he proves to Shanahan, like he can be that guy. He's always wanted him to be. And then next season we lock him in as a rock solid wide receiver too, with some upside.
2: What the people wanted. I mean, when they drafted him and the price you paid for him, especially in our recent startup draft this year in dynasty, Oh baby, you was probably a top 12 dynasty wide receiver.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, Trey not not preseason. We had him on the outside in preseason our yeah, rankings, but... but he
2: was close. He was pushing there. You know, he was looking really good with Trey Lance and that whole Jimmy G thing. Then came into play, and I don't know. We'll see what happens in the future of San Francisco, but they've been playing really good football as a team. Uh,
0: on to our last point, and again for those listening today on Thursday, uh, this is a little topical. So Taysom Hill is set to start at quarterback. I'm. Very excited. I always love watching him play. I feel like I'm watching Army play Navy when he's out there on the field. Uh, are we excited about him moving forward? I know we talked about him in a recent episode the other week, if he got the chance to start. But now we're seeing that actually come into play. And are we worried about the plantar fasciitis? Did I say plantar that wrong?
1: Fascia- no, you got it. Plantar fasciitis. That's,
0: that's a college degree right there. That's what a college degree gets you. That's right. Uh, So, the plantar fashionitis and the lack of weapons that are surrounding him in that offense against Dallas.
2: I mean, when you mentioned Taysom Hill and that he was starting, really only one thing went to my head, and that was the rushing upside. And then I went right to FanDuel and checked his line. Have you guys seen his rushing line for tomorrow? No. It's only 36 and a half. Wow. That's fair. I mean – Kind of, but when he was the starting quarterback last year, even when he wasn't the starting quarterback, he had 35, 54, 45, 49, 44, 83, 33. I mean, he hits that line a lot, and he's getting 10, 14 attempts. I don't see them passing the ball on Dallas. I think they're going to do a lot of what Washington tried to do on Monday night and just hold the ball. I know we'll talk about Gibson in a little bit, but I think they're going to want to run the ball. They want to run it with Kamara. They want to run it with Ingram. They want to run it with Taysom. I do not see them wanting to pass the ball. So I I like his over for rushing and I I like his upside for this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, we'll talk about it later, but I did the math when he started those four games last season, he was averaging uh, 52 point something uh, rushing yards per game. So, you know, we've talked about it before. He's always had a four or five, um, six point baseline when he's playing. So I'm definitely excited for that. You know, the lack of weapons, that stinks for the passing upside, but I think if anything, he's just going to be running more because of it. Um, yeah, I, I just think, I don't think he's going to blow up and give you 35 points in any format. Um, but I think he's got the chance to give, you know, 20 to 24 points and just be a rock solid, you know, uh, QB two, I guess with some upside. So I, I just feel really safe with him. Honestly, I just don't think he's going to goose anybody.
0: Yeah, definitely. The, the Thursday night quarterback thing is always very scary. Uh, especially because your quarterback provides so many points for your team right uh and if they goose on a thursday night i know technically technically speaking it it really doesn't matter what day anybody plays but Mm. for your for your mental uh (laughs) worrying yeah it it does bother me uh but no i'm a firm believer i believe in jalen hurts hurts had a very bad game this week uh very 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 bad but you know he's still technically a rookie or in his 16th game whatever uh but i feel like Taysom hill gives you that same upside just a little bit less on the throwing aspect hey Taysom is a like a warrior out there he's gonna rush he's gonna run through people and he'll get you the points i I have a lot of confidence in him
2: yeah i think uh, go ahead i was just gonna make a side comment we love to digress here but what is up with these Philly fans? They like to call people that are in their second years rookies. Um, <laughs> ben Simmons not a rookie when he won Rookie of the Year. Jalen Hurts not a rookie this year, believe it or not. J-
0: ben Simmons was not a rookie. Okay, I- and- I'm with you on that, but and Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts played like three games, dude. But- I'm saying technically he's a rookie. If you play baseball and you play half of the season, the first, the set, you know, you play the back half of your rookie year. And the next year you're technically not a rookie, but at that start, you're still feeling out your first season's work. That, that's what we'll call it from now on. Cause it seems to bother you. He's still in his first mathematical season in the NFL. Does that make you feel better?
2: No, because he still had the opportunity to learn last year and to see everything. And it's not like they picked, they picked uh, Jalen hurts up off the street and they are like, Hey, Jalen, like you want to play three games next year. We're not going to count it as a season and this year. You'll come in. Will count as a rookie year. It, whatever mistakes you make, we'll use it as an excuse. No, I think the Philly fans are just delusional. He, he's not. I a rookie. think the
0: Browns fans are delusional, thinking they were going to make the Super Bowl and they're never going to make the playoffs.
2: Dude, it's care. I mean, hey, Baker Mayfield should not be playing. That's a different topic. I can go off on that too.
0: Digression hmm. podcast is getting heated right now.
2: <laughs> not a That's what I wanted to say. He's not he's, a.
0: Rookie. He's not a rookie. He's technically a rookie because he has not finished enough games. For a mathematical season to be filled,
2: Peter. But that's like saying, like, what if a player then plays four games his first year, gets hurt, plays another four games next year, then gets hurt, and then he finishes eight eight games his last year. And He's in his third year in the league, but he just finished sixteen games. He's finally a rookie. I would, I would say, yeah, that like oh, the player, even though
0: he's in his third year, is still getting the feel for the game. He hasn't we even played to, a full we season. Need to, we need to move on. This
2: is terrible. <laughs> we're loo- we're losing followers, Peter.
0: Moving forward, we have our boom section. My favorite part of the week. Let's get it! Boom shakalaka!
2: Um, All right, Max,
0: let's get after it.
2: So my boom of the week, no surprise. You know, I was the last one on the dock to fill out my uh, person here. And I was surprised this guy was not taken when I first heard the boom, that we were doing booms again. You know, who would have thought? I was like, Leonard Fournette. I mean, Mm -hmm. 17 carries, 100 yards three touchdowns on the ground. And then he had seven catches for thirty one yards and another touchdown. Four <laughs> touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, you know. <laughs> Bro, four. Um, that's what that's what Rob Gronkowski's calling him. Forty two fantasy points in half point scoring, I'm pretty sure this is. Oh no, this is full point scoring. Um I'm just so happy for Leonard Fournette. It's been such an up and down roller coaster and he's he's had a very good season. But I guess what I wanted to talk on, not, like you've had a great week, but I wanted to ask you guys a few questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, given the CMC news, would you trade CMC in a dynasty league? Let's say you're competing this year for Leonard Fournette and a first-round pick. Say that again. Woo. CMC for Leonard Fournette and a 2022 first.
0: I'd take CMC. Ugh,
2: you don't I don't care. care.
1: You're going for it. You're going for it, I, and rest of the rest of the squad's pretty solid. Yes, I'm going for it. I'm get give me Lenny in the first.
0: I just can't. He's just so game script dependent. It, it's insane. It's like, does Tom want to throw him the ball or do they want to run the ball? And then like, if he fumbles like twice in a game, then it's Ronald Jones's team moving forward. It's just like there's just too many factors there that scare me.
2: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It could go either way.
0: Yeah, I
1: think the one thing, I mean, he has been getting the receiving work all season long. Eight targets this past week, six the week before that, nine the week before that. Like, he's never been below three targets, and he's only done that one time. Um, He's been at four twice. But other than that, I mean, he's averaging, like, probably five and a half, six targets a game. Like, he is their workhorse. And, like, they've tried to get Ronald Jones in there, but I don't know. I don't think it works for Brojo there. Like I think he's probably gonna end up on a different team somewhere else, and then we're gonna see him do his thing. But I just I think Fournette, he's just like he fits really well into their scheme, man. They just put him in space, he puts his head down and he gets yards, man. Like yeah. he does his job, he's been doing it well all season. The w- the one thing I will say though, it makes me nervous, he has Buffalo in week fourteen and New Orleans in week fifteen. And those are tough Yuck. running defenses right there. So but that's why I bring up the receiving work. If he can keep that up, I mean he's got a floor.
0: Yeah, I would like to apologize uh, to everybody out there.
1: Someone just died?
0: Dude, that was weird.
1: What, what was that? that?
0: You heard that, right?
1: Dude, it's yeah. uh, like someone screaming. What was that? I think
0: it's a dog. <laughs> Jesus. Dear
2: Lord. Put that, that in the
0: bloopers. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That was scary, dude.
0: That's what it's like to live in Philly, everybody.
2: <laughs> Where the rookie quarterbacks go to die.
0: Dude, there's a sign. <laughs> Is that Jalen Hurts?
2: Yeah. yeah he's crying because he's not a rookie, apparently.
0: But no, I, I would like to apologize to everybody out there. When I looked into my crystal ball last week's episode, <laughs> instead of giving me a boom and a bust, it spat out two booms. Leonard Fournette, I mistook it for a bust. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Wow. I was completely wrong with the math. You know what? No, I was right with the math. And this is like in the range of outcomes where he would just have a monster game. This is like the less than 1% chance of happening. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you simulate this game a million times over and he probably puts up like an average of like eight or eight or nine fantasy points. So.
2: No, No. 100%. No, (laughs) honestly, he scores a touchdown in more games than not. He his last in full point scoring 17 20 29 17 six not against this 11, defense not 46. against
0: this defense i'm not saying like as an overarching theme i'm just saying i did the math right i'm here to apologize because i was wrong but but the theory in the thought process behind it was completely right
2: however i would if you agree put your head on the pillow tonight that's okay with me
0: I-, I actually i actually don't have a pillow i left it at home so oh, no what do you one just my just bad. Your hands.
2: You sleep? On oh your- no,
0: I have <laughs> to now. Yeah, I can't sleep on my hands because then my arm goes dead.
2: Yeah, yeah you're I like do you have a pillow, or the stores are all by you that are closed, or what's going on?
0: No, nah, I'm just too lazy. <laughs> I work too much. I work too much to go to the store.
2: This is concerning. I,
0: my only free time is cooking and talking to you guys about fantasy football.
1: <laughs> hey, that's not bad.
0: It's but not a bad time.
1: Yo, I I will defend you on that one. I think literally every analyst under the sun that I listened to before this game this was going to be the Tom Brady and the wide receivers and Gronk um, and his second game back. And this was going to be the Tom Brady blow up game because he'd been struggling the past two weeks. And, you know, I think that's what everyone projected and Lenny just went out there and said, the hell with that, man. Like I got my own plan. So that just happens here and there, but I'm with you. The process was right on that, that it just happens sometime. We're in
0: a, we're in a game of variance, you know? Yes. All right. Anything else on Mr. Fernet, Max?
2: No, but it it just led me to another question that uh, Mason, who was on the show at one point, he asked me today.
0: You mean JFD?
2: JFD. That's right. Um, I just feel like a lot of people that were competing now had Christian McCaffrey. And I know we talked on him a little bit, and he's not my boom. Obviously, he could be a bust for all I care. Um, But, like, are you, like, if your trade deadline hasn't passed yet, are you panic selling? Like, I just want to talk on this a little bit because Mason's like, Like, I have Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what to do. Is like, should I trade a 2023 third round or 2023 first round pick for AJ Dillon? Um, He's starting David Johnson, you know? So I I don't know. AJ
0: Dillon's definitely worth a 23 first.
2: Definitely. I think so too. Would you guys trade a 23 first and AJ Dillon for Christian McCaffrey? Is the question.
0: No, he's not worth two first round picks. Who? McCaffrey's still still worth three.
2: I thought you
0: were going to say he's less. No, 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 no. McCaffrey's still worth at least three. At least three. I would give up Dylan in a first.
1: Like, I would hope it would be a 2022 first. I'd, I'd struggle with it a little more if it were a 23 first, but I still believe in CMC. Like we said, like, I don't know. I, I think he's still elite if he's healthy. And like I said earlier, he's avoided a lot of major injuries. He's just missed a lot of time with a lot of nagging injuries. So, I would pay Dylan in the first, either class, 2022 or 2023. Um, but, yeah, like Peter said, I don't – like, is, is he close on a deal like that? Because, like, I'm, I'm kind of with Peter. I, I feel like you might struggle to get that one to go through. I, I still think he's worth three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's uh, – I, he, I was I was talking to him. He had David Johnson starting. He's like, Max, like, I don't know what to do. It's like, who has a lot of running backs? Like, try to go get Leonard Fournette maybe for a first. Like, he's – I'd pay a first for Leonard Fournette for sure. Yeah. Um, Would you guys trade CMC for nausea straight if you're a competitor? Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, I probably wouldn't. I'd hold off. It's just like CMC. I I believe in CMC. Hmm. I just said you have to be very cautious and I'm not one to sell low. I I don't like selling low on many things. I'd rather hold it to zero than sell low. Uh, And that's just my personality and my personal belief on a lot of things in life. Uh, if you believe in something, I'd rather ride it to zero before I give up on it early. Fair enough. I like yeah, I like
1: the Najee one. He's just—he's really young too, and he's gotten the volume. So, like, I don't think that's too big of a step down. And if I'm a competitor, I mean, depending on what type of competitor I am, like, if I'm like in a league, I'm about to sneak into a playoff uh, matchup. But it's like, I my roster is decimated. So, like, I'm not going to continue to just keep going after guys. Because you got to, at some point, admit, like, I don't have it, and I need to start rebuilding from here. Um, or else you'll just keep losing draft picks, and you'll stay in the middle forever. So I think if my roster is ready to go, like, CMC for Najee, like, I think that's a perfect deal. That's something I'd absolutely do. I talked on CMC and Leonard Fournette, but we can move
0: on there. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to get into my boom. And oh, no, believe no. it or-
2: Jace is going next. Oh, my bad. Yeah, my- I I apologize. To Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I will jump in. Then I got uh, Elijah Mitchell as my boom of the week. Um, here's his stat line. This is this is pretty wild. Here, talk about getting the work. So, 27 rush attempts, 133 yards, one touchdown, six targets, five catches, 35 yards. That is 25.3 half point PPR points. Um, he played 70 percent of the snaps, which is uh, his mo- highest mark of that this season, and. Man, like if he's going to stay healthy, if he's going to avoid all these injuries, his schedule down the stretch is just it's league winning, honestly. So he's got Seattle um, this week. He's got Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, who's shown, you know, they they can go up against some good run offenses here and there. But, you know, I think they're hit or miss. I'm not scared of them. And then he's got Houston in your championship round. I think, you know, this guy. He was on waivers, you know, f- through the first couple weeks of the season. And, you know, people went out there and spent a bunch of fab on him. And then for some time there, it was like, oh my God, what'd you waste all that fab for? He's nothing. But the past two weeks, man, or the past few weeks, he is just getting all the work in this offense. He's starting to get some more receiving work. Debo's going to be gone for the next two weeks. So, you know, he, you might, on top of what he already has, he might grab another, you know, seven, eight carries. So this backfield is his as long as he's healthy. I mean, he is every bit. Uh, of a first round running back in fantasy
2: to me. Yeah. I mean, you brought up a lot of good points and the 49ers are playing really good football right now and they're mm-hmm. going to continue to give Elijah Mitchell the ball, especially with Debo being hurt and everything. But like you said, I was very skeptical skeptical on him. I actually traded Peter Corey Davis for Elijah Mitchell straight up a, a while back. And I was like, oh, like, I like Corey Davis. I don't know. I need a running back though. So, I mean, just what he's been able to do. And like you said, like the fab and everything like that, it he's a really good pickup. And I think I don't, I don't love his schedule as like much as like other running backs. And like, he's still like, I just don't know if it's just like the situation, but he's still kind of gross to me, but he really is getting the volume. So you can't argue there.
0: Yeah. He, he looks, he looks really good out there. Uh, I'll be the first to admit uh, that Corey Davis trade. I did undersell at the time. I had the number one waiver prio. I picked him up. I said, Oh, I know Kyle Shanahan, this guy will be out of the league and like, a month and a half. And you know what, for a time I was kind of right. Uh, but then he has swung around and I'm hundred yeah. percent wrong on that. Uh, he looks fantastic. And all it, my only problem is again, all it takes for these, you know, hard ASS coaches is one or two fumbles in a game and then their mm-hmm. careers over and Trey Sermon gets slotted in yeah. or they'll move Debo to running back full time. Wouldn't that be some? <laughs> no, it's just, you just never know. With, with that that coach over there, there's only one guarantee on that offense and that's George Kittle. I feel like he is guaranteed volume every time he steps on the field. I'd even, maybe this is the Debo hater in me. I wouldn't even say that Debo's like guaranteed every single week. Uh, this year he has played very well, but just moving forward, you just never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see how long that rushing role stays. You know, like he's shown it right now. He And we talked about it before. He's always kind of been labeled as injury prone. And, you know, the worst way to or the best way to go get one of your guys hurt is turn him into a running back and, you know, let him run into the linebackers eight times a game. So we'll yeah. see how long that stays. But I just want to go over his attempts when he's playing um, a healthy amount of snaps this season. Week one, 19 attempts. Week two, 17 attempts. Then he got banged up. Uh, week seven, 18 attempts. Week eight, 18 attempts. Week 10, 27 attempts. And then, of course, this week. Uh, Week 12 against Minnesota, 27 more attempts. So, like, the volume, man, like, the volume in that Shanahan offense, like, his efficiency is through the roof, too. He's been over – here's his yards per catch – or yards per carry. Mm -hmm. 5.47, 4.78, 5.94, 7.61, 4.5, 4.93. Like, he's getting the volume and he's rocking with the efficiency. Like, all he's missing are the touchdowns now.
0: So, I don't know, if you're above four and a quarter, that that really says something about the okay. offensive line as well as as yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Sanders was the ultimate cheat because he'd go for like eighty yards and then definitely his his week would get saved. But right, no, that that's consistent.
2: Just real quick, Jace, like what? I still have a hard time kind of gauging where I like value him. A lot of trade deadlines have passed and everything. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank him? Like what running backs like is he around for you in a dynasty perspective?
0: Him or Michael Carter.
1: Oh. That's tough. Hey, half half point and standard give me Mitchell, full point give me Carter. Josh I'll Jacobs.
2: I'll take Mitchell. <gasps> oh. I would take Jacobs. I would take Mitchell over Jacobs. Mm. That one's really tough.
1: That's like I probably have those guys pretty close in the rankings, honestly.
2: Those are pretty Those are pretty
0: good ones. All right, mm. last one. Tony Pollard.
1: Oh, this one is specifically for me.
2: <laughs> I'd rather one. have Mitchell. Yeah, I'll take Mitchell too. Oh. There, there's only so many years we can say, oh, maybe Tony Pollard will come along. Maybe Zeke will get hurt. Oh, next year. Yo, I mean, the season's not over. Like, I mean, like he's Zeke's got some more, he,
1: he can continue to trend downwards. And I think Pollard's just going straight up, but that one, I think give me, give me Mitchell because he's proving to us, like he can handle like, well, maybe not from like a, an injury standpoint, he can handle the workload, but he shows like he can get the volume. He gets the receiving work and he's efficient with it. And Pollard, like you said, like we've never really seen him fully unleashed and we've seen that with Mitchell. So I think I'll take the, the proof in the pudding there.
2: Mitchell or A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon. Mitchell. That one's tough, though. I'd like I i, I, I just have to take the guaranteed value in Mitchell, you know? Yeah. No Rodgers yeah. is scary.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, if they turn into, like, a true ground-and-pound, like, running squad, like, they got some weapons to do it. They've proven they can move the ball with him. He – I don't know. I think he's got a locked-in role moving forward with or without Aaron Jones, so – And then if Aaron Jones ever loses time, like, oh, my God, this guy is going to be an absolute
0: wrecking ball. So, All right, we will move into my boom. I'm going to be very succinct on this because this guy had a very succinct night the other night. Mm -hmm. Mr. Antonio Gibson, actually, believe it or not, both of our running backs uh, that we called out as busts last week. They, they kind of turn their favor around. They, they turn their fortune around, Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson. But we're going to talk about Antonio Gibson right now. 29 attempts. Think about Oof. that. The guy not, not named Derrick Henry gets 29 attempts. Work. Seven receptions. 36 total touches, plus all of the times he ran and got the ball Uh, got like penalties taken away. I remember he had a 45-yard run or a 40-yard run get called back on a BS holding call, Mm -hmm. and he got over 100 yards on the day. This is the kind of Gibson that we were promised in the offseason, and obviously a lot of these younger guys, they still take a lot of time to develop. Everyone wants results overnight, and that's not how it works. Seattle's defense is not good, but – but he did have to get a couple hard hits from Jamal Adams and he did not shy away. He cracked back. He didn't step out of bounds. He went and tried to take some people's heads off with some uh, sideline hits. I really like him moving forward. And this is 100% a knee jerk reaction. Just being completely honest.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron's like, you know, we want to make this guy, CMC esque in the off season. And I bought into it. I mean, in every league, I was like, give me Antonio Gibson. I'll pay anything you want for him. You know, I was paying Nick Chubb. I I might like, I just thought he's the next Christian McCaffrey. And then he really let me down. Um, I've sold him off in a couple leagues, but if you held and withered the storm, I mean, you're going to get rewarded with no JD McKissick coming up probably for a little bit. Their offense. I don't know if you mentioned this, Peter, they want to hold the ball. They want to run the ball. They don't want to give the other team the ball back. It's been working for them.
0: Playing takeaway. That defense is so good. They three and out. And then the offense goes out there and runs the ball for 10 plays. Needs 10 minutes of the clock.
2: Eight minutes like last night or Seattle or two nights ago. They got the ball with like 10 minutes left. Seattle didn't touch the ball. So two minutes. I mean, they're grounding and pounding and Antonio Gibson looks really, really good. So if you withered the storm, I applaud you.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing holding, um, Antonio back was JD McKissick, man. Like he is just a really good pass catching running back and they used him in this um in the scheme. And, you know, he's he's looking injured right now. We all saw that, you know, nasty neck injury he had. Hopefully he's all right. I heard he was up and walking around in the locker room after the game. So um, you know, that's good to hear. But we'll see what his long term, you know, uh, prospects look like, how much time he's actually gonna miss. But if he's gonna be gone, man we talked about it all off season. Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver converted into a running back. Like this dude can catch the ball and do things with it. So if McKissick's not there, like this is the top five upside we were seeing um, in the off season, you know, he can deliver each and every week and uh, his schedule, you know, it's, it's really solid down the stretch. He gets Vegas this upcoming week, Dallas, pretty solid matchup. And then he goes the twice. Yeah. The Phillies run defense twice. So this dude is about to eat. Um, he's been battling some injuries all season. So hopefully he can stay healthy because if he does and JD's missing time, like th- this could be the CMC version of him we were hoping for.
2: I'm, I'm excited, especially you bring up those matchups in the playoffs. And I think he has Philly in week 15 and 17. Yep. Championship weekend and there's Philly. I mean, there's a lot of good running back matchups that week 17. I know Leonard Fournette has Houston. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or, is he a Houston? Uh, I think that was Elijah no, Mitchell. But- Elijah Mitchell has Houston. Leonard Fournette has the Jets. Um, Sorry sorry to the Jets out there. (laughs) I don't know.
0: I'm on the snake. I'm going to give my bust. Shame. 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 Mr. Saquon Barkley. Wow. Against the Eagles, uh, like defense, he had 13 carries. What is that? I don't know, dude. What is that? I don't know. From Freddie Kitchens, the uh, (laughs) exiled Browns head coach, now offensive coordinator in uh, in New York, he's a former running backs coach. For what reason this guy was ever a running backs coach, if you look at (laughs) him, is beyond me. He looks like the slowest guy on the field. But 13 carries for your star running back, four receptions, and he was on the field. It's not like he was limited. It's not like he saw 60% of snaps. He was on the field for 87% of snaps. Wow. That is piss poor. I'm sorry if anybody out there uh, is upset at me getting angry. I am very angry right now. I am a. He is a cornerstone on one of my teams that is going for a championship this year. And he looks like dog water. He looks like hot dog water. Dear Lord, he needs some help. 13 carries that's what I, 13 it, there is and you can't tell me he's injured and they don't want to give him the ball because he wouldn't be out there for 87 percent of snaps if he's injured i i, I don't know I, it's it's baffling at this point baffling
2: it really is and it just brings me to the first round running backs that were taken this year in dynasty or redraft i mean McCaffrey, barkley henry cook Chubb missed some time. I mean, the first round return Cam
0: Akers a, in dynasty was probably twelve mm-hmm.
2: ETN. I mean, Dobbings, I mean, all these running backs, like it is so hard to hit. And that's why like for me in the off season, I was so big on like zero RB because guys like Leonard Fournette, Elijah Mitchell, all these guys, I mean, Jace really turned me on to it. It's just like, it's not a secure position. You're going to get hurt more times than not. Why would I take a first round draft pick on you when I could get Devonte Adams or someone, you know? So yep. it, it's really it's sad to see and they won the game. It's not like they got blown out, the, the Giants. Like yeah. just weird
0: They they, they didn't win the game, game though. They didn't win the game. The Eagles lost. Yeah, yeah that's true. Jalen Rager, the boy. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame Rager all you want, but it was Hertz's fault. He had like four turnovers. And then yeah. then Boston Scott, the New York Giant killer, also fumbled like within the last like three minutes of the game. There was just so many yeah. people you could blame, but Jalen Rager did look atrocious.
1: <laughs> i saw a lot of funny memes about him on twitter and i at one time spent a very high uh draft pick on him in a startup and uh you did it, yeah i was uh, i won't share my state of mind while i was doing that draft but it you know i was not at home anyways
2: Light saquon bark
1: <laughs> saquon barkley i uh you know i i think that was just a really gross game and just I think honestly the giants right now until they figure out their head coaching situation, I think it's just going to be gross for all their weapons. Kenny G is just dead at this point. Daniel Jones, he's not doing anything. Like at the start of the season, man, Sterling Shepard was an awesome fantasy piece. Kadarius Tony's flashed here and there. I mean, Saquon flashed a couple times at the beginning of the season, but this is just a year to ignore all the giants, man. Like you're going to keep starting Saquon because he's, I mean, he's Saquon. He presents upside week to week, but I don't know. It's just analysts say it all the time, tamper your expectations. I mean, that's, this is exactly what needs to be done here. I'm, I would,
0: I'm just hoping for RB two numbers from him at this point, you know? Yeah. Let me say something. One more thing. He's the best player in that game. Just the overall best player on the field offensively and defensively in that game. And he Mm -hmm. sees the ball on 13 carries. Yeah. 17 touches total. That's it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm heated. I'm very hot at the moment about this. And I, I can't even imagine, I can't even describe how I was in the moment watching the game to all of our listeners out there, how terrible I felt screaming at the TV in front of my grandparents and my parents.
2: <laughs> See that. And then the rookie quarterback on the other side of the ball, turn the ball over. You probably were living. Oh,
0: I was, <laughs> it was not an enjoyable game.
2: And then you had to drive back to Philadelphia and see them yourself.
0: Oh, it's true. It was terrible. Love hurts, Peter. Love hurts. Love hurts. hurts. (laughs) We have digressed enough this episode. This this is a very big digression episode, but I will I I relinquish my Saquon hatred. I'm going to try to find some Zen now, knowing that Josh Jacobs looked good this week.
2: Find the bubble, people Find the bubble. All right, Jace. Do you want to wrap? uh, Not wrap us up, but move to your bus now. Sure.
1: So my bust is uh, the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, who is, fantasy-wise, he's just not been getting it done over the past three weeks. So he had 13, uh, this is in four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, uh, 13 at Washington out of the bye, 19.28 versus uh, the Giants, and then this past week, 11.24 at Indy. And, you know, the biggest thing that I want to say here, I am not at all worried about this guy. Um, you know, I feel like he got really unlucky with that indie game, you know, all those touchdowns to Fournette, they easily could have gone to him thrown in, you know, to Mike Evans or Gronk um, down there in the red zone. So I- I'm really not worried about him. They started slow out of the bye, but at the end of the day, um, this is a Bruce Arians offense that likes to throw Tom's been in the system for two years. We've seen what he've done. He's done over the, the course of the season. He's still a top five quarterback and personally for the rest of the season, um, I still view him as a top five quarterback. His, his matchups down the stretcher, they're pretty solid. So he's got Atlanta this next week. Then he's got Buffalo, which you, you would think that'd be a tougher matchup, but they're going to be without Tredavious White for the rest of the season. So that's definitely going to free up um, some of his receiving targets, um, some of the wide receivers in that offense. And then after that, he's got New Orleans, who you can pretty much only pass on. Carolina, which has been – they've been relatively tough against quarterbacks, but this is Tom Brady we're talking about. And then in the championship round, we talked about it for Leonard Fournette. He's got the New York Jets, and uh, that's just dangerous right there. So, um, Tom Brady, if you're at all worried, keep plugging him in the starting lineup. He's going to get it done.
2: Yeah, it's just so hard to start Tom Brady um, in, like, a one quarterback league for me because – The rushing upside's just not there. Like, I'd rather start Taysom Hill and have that floor. What do you mean the rushing upside isn't there? Yeah, man. saw
0: him run for a 20-yard first down.
2: (laughs) All right, man. This is Tom's best statistical rushing year, and I think he's got, like, 34 yards. So, on the year, that is. I don't know. I I can't get on board with Tom Brady, and I like the Jets matchup, and he usually owns the Jets. Am I wrong, Peter? Uh, Um, I would say statistically over his more
0: than – 20-year-long career he has beaten the Jets a time or two and ruined my childhood <laughs> in the process
2: Good, but I don't know he, he is the goat you have to keep plugging him in, but I just don't like his non-rushing upside personally
0: yeah Tom I, I start him every week in redraft and you I'm do. perfectly fine with that uh, I feel like there's just so many offensive weapons there and every quarterback goes through a little bit of a slump uh, the only one that has been Truly, extremely consistent this year is Jalen Hurts, and he's had his games as well. The rookie. Um, The rookie. But, no, I just feel like, Tom, this this game could have been so much better if they didn't get stopped inside of the three-yard line more. And that just comes down to the variance. You know, the game script and the way that the game flowed allowed Leonard Fournette to put up four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom, you know, if they get stopped on the eight, then Tom's throwing three touchdowns at Gronk. And oh, right. it's a completely different story. Uh, I think it just falls in the range of outcomes and, and there's no need to be concerned about Tom moving forward.
2: You're a big range of outcomes fan.
0: Well, it's true. And I, I hate to sound like a statistical nerd, but uh, if anybody out there watches Marvel movies, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but uh, whatever his name is, who's that like wizard guy, Dr. Doctor Strange. Strange. Uh, yeah, Dr. Strange in his multiverse, uh, he says, you know, there's X amount of multiverses and this outcome happens in this amount of them. And you could say the same thing with fantasy football. You know, these two teams play a million times. The outcome is this, this many times, this, this many times X, Y, Z. Uh, and you know, Leonard Fournette's four touchdown game, obviously it's an outlier and any player to get four touchdowns is an outlier and it's a crazy statistic, but I think it was it was an extreme extreme outlier. It was like when he pulled pointed the one at Tony. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert for a four year old <laughs> movie. Now, <but.
2: laughs> I don't know Thanos. Thanos. There's only one outcome that Thanos lost in, so that's why that's why I like Thanos. There's only one only mm-hmm. one outcome where he loses.
1: Fair enough. Well, I had to max. you you sound a lot more hesitant than Peter. Peter seems like he's with me. Where he's rocking with Tom. Um, rest of season but back to back in four point per passing touchdown leagues um tom brady is the number four overall quarterback and Matty stafford is one spot behind him at five who are you who are you taking there
2: stafford's been really shaky too um
0: Mm -hmm. give me tom he's got more weapons and a and a better offensive line and a better defense
2: i'll take stafford i really i i like odell Give me the, the Odell Stafford. Oh, please, no. please right. stop. Touchdown Peter.
0: He catches one ball and it saves his fantasy week and everybody's like, Oh, Odell's back. And again, preface, this is the Odell hater in me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, I felt like that one's a pretty close one. I have actually, I'm in an eight man league and I have both of them and I have to make that decision each week. But, oh. uh, I personally I've been rocking with Tom most weeks than not. Um,
2: Honestly, I yeah. play. I play more of the primetime matchups. I mean, if if a guy plays later on, I'm gonna start him. I know that everyone playing is playing the same games, but yeah. I just like having the chance of a Monday night miracle like J.D. McKissick. So
1: yeah, man. Hey, you you got to take care of your mentals in fantasy football. Whatever puts you at ease, you got to do it because this game this grind is stressful, man. Like whatever yeah. helps you, you know, take a load off and feel good about your lineup. Just do it because, you know, in the long run, you won't regret it. You, you'll have your, uh, your mental still. Yeah. All
0: right. We are going to move into max for the last bust of the week.
2: This guy has been giving me a mental headache where, uh, since we're talking about headaches and everything, and that's Jerry Judy <laughs> of the Denver Broncos um, in half point. He is the wide receiver 106 on the season. I get Ooh. he's been hurt and missed six games. But he's still played in four games and he's yet he scored over 10 points once this game and a half point. Uh, he had 10.2, 5.9, 9.9, 8.10, 3.5. Uh, he's yet to find the end zone this year. And I saw a very alarming statistic um, of when him and Sutton both play together. Sutton had 32 targets in these games that they played together, and mm. Judy had 15. Mm. So, so basically, a one to two split a one to two split. That's right, Peter. And I would be super excited for Judy. I mean, he looked great week one, then got hurt or whatever. It's like, Oh, you know, maybe Sutton will go somewhere else. They just signed right. him. It was 60 year, like $60 million. In- and they
0: signed Tim Patrick and
2: mm-hmm. they signed Tim Patrick and I, I get, they'll get a new quarterback, but Noah fans there. And Javanta. And I just don't know what to do with Jerry duty from Jerry duty, Jerry, Judy. Jerry duty. <laughs> duty needs to get on his duty and start putting up some points but <laughs> oh, i was thinking a different kind of duty but <laughs> oh, the duty. as was i well he's been pretty bad and his fantasy schedule for wide receivers is horrendous i mean kansas city detroit cincinnati vegas and los angeles on the sleeper they're all red or yellow so what do you guys yeah. think? I know you love Jerry, Judy. I, I love Jerry Booty, and, you know, it's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's been really disappointing this season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you covered it. It's just crowded over there. Like, there are just a lot of weapons over there, um, even in the offseason. Um, who did they cut? They had to cut somebody. Um,
2: K.J. Hamlin
1: on the team? Yeah, K.J. Hamlin. He man, tore his like, ACL. Oh, okay. Well, did they just – I guess had, the Jets. Had, ah. Way to go jets. But, uh, yeah, they, they got, a uh, they've had so many weapons like at wide receiver and like, it's always been crowded. So for me, the main hope was it would finally end up being like Jerry Judy and no offense. And you could throw Tim Patrick in there as a deep ball guy, but I want, I wanted to see Jerry Judy as the main alpha. That is not going to happen in this offense. And yeah, barring like Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, like it just, it's scary. Like this team wants to run the football and they're pretty successful at doing it. Like, the duo with Melvin Gordon and Javanta, it's been extremely successful all season for them. I mean, I wouldn't say extremely successful, but, you know, successful enough for their franchise and what they're used to. So, um, yeah, man, like barring Aaron Rodgers with Deshaun Watson, like he's more so of a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside than a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside at this point.
0: I have, I have a hypothetical. Okay. Browns fans, close your ears let's say that they draft the Kenny Pickett guy from Pittsburgh, which a lot of mock drafts have them drafting, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, and they, I've seen a lot of expert mock drafts. So Mel Kiper had one where they draft him. uh, And obviously these mock drafts are going to change a million ways from Sunday uh, by the time, but let's just say, you know, all factors being said the NFL draft is tomorrow Mm -hmm. and they draft Pickett and let Baker Mayfield go. Would you be interested in Jerry Judy if Baker Mayfield was thrown in the ball? Cause at that point he's just basically Jarvis Landry yes. and, and Cortland Sutton is Odell.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll take anyone over Teddy Bridgewater. I really will. I mean, I think we haven't really seen Baker sustain a fantasy wide receiver other than Jarvis. and
0: He really right. hasn't sustained Jarvis.
2: Well, I mean, that's just based on volume and the catches Jarvis would get in the beginning years of his time in Cleveland, but I would take Baker. I wouldn't be thrilled about it. I'd rather have Watson or Rogers, obviously.
0: Yeah. I I'm think saying, it would be, I think if, it would be get, some sort of an upgrade. If they get some of those, like, let's say Rogers and uh, Rogers is S Deshaun is a, a tier. Like let's say they get a B or C tier quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater is like a C minus. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? Are you more thrilled or is it just the same old story with them? I think I'm
1: more thrilled. I think in, certain games they'll be more inclined to trust the pass rather than just continue to screen game people and run the rock. Um, I just think unless he gets the S or A tier quarterback, I don't think he's ever really, and maybe in full point PPR, he can PPR his way to like a top 12 finish, but um, with like a, you know, BC tier quarterback, I think he's just going to be a, you know, a really solid PPR guy. That's, you know, he's going to give you a baseline Mm -hmm. most weeks. He can disappear because Cortland and all those other guys are there. But more often than not, I think he'll just be like a comfortable foreplay in your flex or wide receiver too, depending
2: on how you draft and
0: how you construct your teams.
2: I do think he scores this Sunday night though. I don't know why, but I I probably will play that. Hey,
0: we had a feeling JD was going to score two touchdowns and we cash big time. Let's rock with it. Let's go then. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Let's good, 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 gut together. check. Our
0: Dude. Thursday night special. Shout out, Big Al. All right, that's going to wrap up our boom bust uh, before we get to wrapping up the video. The, not the video, the the podcast today. Uh, the audio. We, we The audio, not the <laughs> video. Uh, we have our Thursday night preview. We have Dallas coming in as a five-point underdog. Uh, five Sorry, five-point favorite with the over-under being 47.5 for the game. Uh, It's going to be on, I believe, Amazon Prime as well as NFL Network. And is it on Fox for anybody that doesn't have either of those?
1: I couldn't tell you, man. I use YouTube TV, and I just scroll down and click the game icon.
0: I I have no idea what station it's on. All right. Uh, Before we get into it, basically we're going to be deciding who is going to be the highest Scoring quarterback, running back, whatever. But it did look like Max wanted to say something.
2: I did, real quick. I'm on FanDuel right now, and I don't know if they just hate the Broncos. We're going to talk about this really quick. Jerry Judy's plus 290 to score a touchdown. Tim Patrick's plus 320 to score a touchdown. Cortland Sutton's plus 330 to score a touchdown. Hmm. And Noah Fant's plus plus three thirty two. I don't know who they think is going to score for Denver, but I think (laughs) you could bet $5 on any of those, and if one of them hits, you get your money back. Like That's crazy to me. That is crazy. I yeah, mean, like we said, nice. they're ground
1: and pound, man. They're ground and pound. If none of those guys score, they're probably
0: happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but, our, so are you gonna re- read the questions then, Peter? And we're gonna just gonna pick and make it quick.
0: Yeah, we're gonna make it quick. Uh, we have our highest scoring quarterback in this game. I want to hear it from both of you guys.
2: Dak. I'll take Dak.
0: I'll take mm-hmm. Taysom. One Ooh, million percent. Okay. I feel like like they're gonna to have to throw and New Orleans knows that they're gonna to have to throw and CeeDee Lamb might get locked down and those those Dallas offensive pieces might have might not have the chops to to beat a really, really, really good New Orleans defense. Uh Fair enough. let's go to the highest scoring running back of the game.
2: My boy. AK that- Alvin. If Alvin. he plays. Let's let's do it yeah. if Alvin plays and if Alvin does not play. If Alvin doesn't, I'll take Mark.
1: Mm, Okay. I'm going to go if Kamara plays Kamara.
0: If not, Tony Pollard. I'm identical with Jace. I feel like Zeke is going to get that up the middle work, and Pollard's going to get the explosive stuff for the game, especially with Zeke being a little banged up. I think they're going to change the snap like percentages. Mm -hmm. All right. Our highest-scoring wide receiver will be... Take Amari. Whoa. Okay, dude. His,
1: his receiving prop is like at 35 yards or something like that. Yeah. It's like in the thirties or forties. Check it out. If Amari Um, plays. He's playing.
2: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Check it out. I think it's like in the mid forties now, but I think I saw it open up at like the upper thirties or something like that. Jerry,
0: Jerry is very upset. Reports uh, have been coming out that Jerry is very upset. Uh, at Amari's unwillingness to be vaccinated, uh, during the preseason, mm. and now it's come back to bite him. And Jerry is very upset. That was reported by Max Kellerman, as well as Stephen A. Smith uh, and some other credible sources around the NFL. Uh, and I believe uh, Michael Irvin was, you know, kind of puppeting for Jerry mm-hmm. speaking about it as well. That that the organization is very upset with him. So I could see Amari coming back and proving that. Hey, look, I'm here now. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Giving him an I'm sorry game.
1: Uh, I'm going to roll with, I'm going to roll a CD personally, but I don't hate the Amari
0: pick either. Yeah. I I feel like it has to be CD. Uh, Amari's still got the bad cough apparently. Mm. Uh, and I just, (laughs) I feel like Amari might get the, the, the pleasure of having Mr. Lattimore cover him.
2: Yeah. Possibly we will see though, but say again, Max. I like Gallup a lot too. I mean, his Gallup are, is the sleeper, huh? 46. Mm. Like, he's good for a deep ball a game. He really is. He had over 100 on Thanksgiving. He's good.
0: All mm-hmm. right. Who's going to be our highest scoring tight end? Is Troutman playing, yes or no?
2: I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let me Give me
0: Blake Jarwin.
2: <sighs> wow. The other Dallas tight end that scored on Thanksgiving, the first one. Dallas.
1: Oh, I almost said Dallas Goddard. Oh my God. I'll I'll take (laughs) Dalton Schultz. Yeah. I'll take Dalton Schultz as well.
0: I don't know. It's just such a, uh, such a who knows in Dallas for lack of Mm -hmm. a better term uh, at -hmm. the tight end position, who's going to get in the end zone. Uh, Usually it is Schultz, but I feel like this is going to be a funky game where they're going to have him marked the entire time. And fair enough. And Mr. uh, What's his name? Blake, Blake Jarwin. Jarwin. Blake Jarwin will just sneak around. All right. I can see it. Do we have Dak throwing for two and a half plus touchdowns?
1: Under. I'll take the over.
0: Sadly, I'll take the over. Uh I I know it kind of contradicts what I said earlier, but for them to be in the game, which I think they will, they'll run the ball like crazy. Uh, at the beginning and like through the tackles do the jet sweeps and then in the in the red zone that's where that defense shows up it's going to be hard for running backs to score in the end zone I think it's going to be a more of a wide receiver tight end kind of game uh, moving the, uh, the the team into the end zone
1: yeah I think all the the metrics for their defense show that you know teams cannot usually run on them you got to pass on them to beat them that's what Buffalo did to you know beat the brakes off of them last week so um, I think this is going to be a big Dak resurgence game. And, you know, if it's going to be his resurgence game, his his wide receivers
0: and receiving weapons are coming along with them. All right. Last question. Does Taysom Hill rush for over 50 yards? So over 50, so that would be 50.5. So does mm-hmm. he get 51 or more?
2: Uh, if it was 49 and a half, I'd say yes, but 51, I can't do it. Under.
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under as well. I'm worried about that plantar fasciitis.
0: I'm gonna go with the under as well.
2: But right. he's gonna have over 36, under 50. Over 36. I wish you 50. could bet
0: on just that range.
2: Dude, well, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Real quick, before we wrap the show, I know it's been a longer episode, but Jace bet for um, JD McKissick over 25 yards. Peter and I bet under 30 and JD at 26 Grieving Yard. So we had a very good one there. Um, our gambling episode will be out on Saturday.
0: Yeah, we cleaned house on the Monday night.
2: We really yeah, did. did. We were we all really money. Did.
0: we brought home probably, probably like 75 bucks. units, to be honest. Yeah. 75 units of profit split between the three of us. Like I had a dollar fifty down to win. Uh I think it was like fifty-one. On J.D. McKissick, two touchdowns. Just had a feeling. Yeah, we were smacking parlays and big odds. That was a good day. It was a very good day, unlike our Saturday episode (laughs) last week. We we had a rough one. We did have a rough one, but, again, the variance, the range of outcomes. Seriously, man.
2: That was 2-0 last week.
0: Let's go. Max did go 2-0.
2: Let's go.
0: All right. Any last topics we want to talk about before we wrap up and finish? I got one thing. Check
1: out game day liner on Instagram. Uh, they've been posting a lot recently. They just got some new hats in stock that you can buy over there. In addition to the um, original truck bed liner, they got their hat over there now check it out, man. Um, Jimmy's a former baseball player. If you know anything about baseball players, we love our hats. Um, and he did a really good job designing these things and getting them right, made with the right material. So uh, I'm going to be buying one. And I recommend you guys do too.
2: Maybe we'll give one away on the pod.
0: Yo, absolutely. I would love that. That would be sick. Stay tuned. Maybe it would be a part of our Christmas gift giveaway. Oh, oh
2: yeah. Oh, maybe oh, Maybe oh, I'm oh. spoiled. <laughs> Say no Stick more. Stick around, people. Need, we need more Spotify and uh, Apple 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 Pod followers. So this mm-hmm. is
0: true. All right. Speaking of that, give us a follow on Apple Pod, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a like. Give us five stars. Whatever you need to do. I hope you told your grandmother about our podcast at your Thanksgiving dinner instead of getting into a big argument about (laughs) X, Y, or Z, uh, in terms of our current political landscape. I know that's my least favorite time to be an American is when we're at the Thanksgiving table talking about a lot of stuff. nobody's ever going to agree on. So the only thing that we all can agree on is we are a five-star podcast, according to Apple undeniable.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, Give us a follow on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy. All of our individual handles are there as well. With that being said, uh, give your loved ones a hug, especially this holiday season, this uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Give everybody a special little hug, uh, and it Kwanzaa as well. Any any holiday you're celebrating now, maybe even a birthday, just mm-hmm. just give somebody a hug and tell them you love them. Happy birthday to my brother Wesley! Uh, Happy you, birthday, brother. Wesley! Yeah, man. Happy birthday from the monarchy. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: All right. Peace out, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.